to the stream of nonsenseness. It's me, your host, Harris Sinclair, coming in live from the complex. Uh, big apologies. I seem to be saying this more and more these days, but apologies for the late release. I've had a whole bunch of people flaking on me. I'm not naming names, but... Flaky. Names. Um, today we're joined in studio, as I like to call it, by the lovely Jack. Hello, Hello Harrison. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, and we've got a cat scratching the window. <laughs> That's going to be distracting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do this whole thing with a kitten at the window. <laughs> Trying to build my confidence up. Like, yeah, exactly. Cat just ruin the whole thing. <laughs> anyway, how's it, how's it been going out there in the world? Send me emails based on your current status. At, uh, don't do that. Um, so today, we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of cool shit, as opposed to what we normally talk about, which is lame shit. <laughs> we're bringing, bringing the hot fire in. It's a lovely cold Friday night. We're huddled Reason. around. Brought to you once again by Goon and Juice, the drink of champions. $15, come at me. Anyway, how you going? What, what's going on in your world? What's going on in my world? A lot of work, a lot yeah. of flying around. Flying around. And not very much else apart from doing what we're doing right <laughs> now and what we were doing earlier. Yeah, exactly. Drinking outside. It never, it never stops. It's <laughs> um, freezing. So what, what, what do you do for, for work, Jack? Tell us a little about it. Uh, this is a question I get all the time because I seem to be the like Chandler of the group like the no the like yeah oh he's got a job and like uh, sounds really kind of interesting <laughs> yeah yeah the people don't know the specifics <laughs> yeah it's a good job and <clears throat> um, I guess I'm a designer first uh-huh. um, yeah worked as a designer for, for a good sort of five years now yeah that's pretty decent researcher second uh-huh. and kind of business consultant slash kind of innovation consultant that's a fucking trio right there (laughs) (laughs) put that on a business card man that's yeah it's too long for a business card (laughs) hi i'm designer business consultant and poon slayer Um, yeah and that's just my professional roles (laughs) yeah god knows what happens outside of the workplace (laughs) i Um, hope he doesn't (laughs) uh so tell us about that so what what does that evolve on like a in human speak Human speak. So um, right now I work for a company that is a design studio. Um, I do what they call human-centered design. So um, we get a company, usually kind of large and complex organizations. So Uh kind of thinking about the the kind of top tier companies in Australia, Telstra, Qantas and and government as well. The big dogs. Uh, They come to us and they go, hey, we've got a problem. Um, We'd like to solve it in a way that might be a little bit different than usual. And um, so we'll come in and we'll talk. Usually it's a customer, a, a problem that centers around the customer or around a human experience that people have with the company. And so right. we go and talk to those people um, that have those human experiences. We learn about them. We interview them. Um, You're one removed from that. Like you don't deal with the actual dead people. It's the interim. Like the human experience. So, what's the what's example of the human experience? So, uh, you're a customer of Correct. many, many, many companies. So, Correct. we'll go talk to cu- people's customers, yeah, and we'll learn about their lives so that companies can then use that kind of information okay. that we have yeah. on their on their customers to then design new services, new um, business structures, new websites for those customers. Okay, um, and then we help them do that design work as well. Oh yeah, yeah right, right. Very, very technical. Um, can you talk specifics like can you talk about something you're doing right now or is that too like yeah absolutely so um, I'm working for one of the state governments in Australia I probably mm-hmm. I won't mention who but um, <laughs> and they want to design a new store that um, can deliver all of the services uh, that are wrapped up in that government so 
each government has several agencies that take care of different things. Like right. Transport and motoring, law, crime, like yeah. all that kind of different things. The crime yeah. agency. Yeah. Exactly. Get the criminals nice and trained up. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually one of my one of my colleagues spent a bit of time uh, interviewing crim- like criminals and, and people that work in prisons around oh, really? like a new thing that they were doing for, for the prison system in New uh-huh. South Wales. But we're we're trying to create this store which brings together all of the services from all the different agencies in government and delivers yeah. them in one place for the people that uh, live in that state. So it's, yeah, right. it's a it's a political challenge among those silos as much yeah. as it is as a design challenge. Because everyone seems to hate those kind of things. There's always so many complaints at the at the user end about those kind of things. Like it's the that's the place where everyone can unanimously go, well, that shit fucking sucks. The people don't know what they're doing. Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. so that must, that must be rough. Do you, do you feel a lot of pressure to that kind of, like, to overcome that kind of stuff? It is a bit of a, a, a it's a job that involves a bit of pressure, I think. Yeah. Um, and, like, yeah, I mean, so I do a little bit of, like, kind of what you're doing now, like, going and talking to people. Getting drunk in your kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> I have I have interviewed people in the kitchens before, but usually it's about other stuff apart from getting drunk. Yeah, um, <laughs> you hope. Exactly, um, and I've had some I've had some pretty heavy interviews in the past. So like, oh really? I've interviewed a woman who um, who was twenty three and had an eye removed. I had, oh really? You know, I interviewed a woman who had kind of her entire life savings stolen, you know, because it was you know for a bank, and we were talking about superannuation. So right, you know, okay. That's pretty heavy. That's heavy, way. Pretty heavy, yeah. Do you do you have to like remove yourself from that kind of situation if that comes up and you're like, okay, whatever, just get the questions done and then write it down and yeah, then forget absolutely. about it. Absolutely. So um, yes, definitely, <laughs> definitely do have to. You know, we we learn a little bit about ethnography and psychology and our roles, and so we we tend to sort of. Bring really those overarching, huh? what's that? Sorry? Really overarching, uh, like Absolutely. psychology and business, like everything Absolutely. kind of meeting in this one. Yeah, like, it's interesting. Access. The kind of design that we do tends to bring together a whole lot of disciplines, and then what we have to do is kind of we have to be expert enough to have that conversation in that yeah. context. So whether it be like in the context of an interview or in the context of business. But we don't ever claim to be the experts about anything. We're about bringing yeah. experts together to right. have a productive conversation around something, and it just helps to be able to speak those people's languages. Yeah, yeah. Well, the other, sense. yeah, the other part to that question where it was like, uh, do you, um, you know, get through the questions? Quite often, we'll, we'll use a technique called natural inquiry. Right. So rather than going in with like a, a list of questions, like one, two, three, four, five, we have mm. to get these points. We'll go in with kind of an intent and an area to explore, but we'll let the person kind of arrive there themselves yeah take yeah. it in their own direction because what they want to talk about is what's important to them and what's important to them is what we want to know yeah yeah totally if, if you're getting information that they don't want to talk about then it's probably not going to be of any use <laughs> well that's the thing and we're going to end up you know if we're going to try to answer questions or like try to ask questions that they don't really care about or doesn't mean anything to them in that context then yeah. we're going to end up designing the wrong thing yeah yeah totally totally okay it's, it's very interesting it's very um I didn't really realize how synonymous our kind of like, you know, work really lines up sometimes. Yeah, I was saying to you before, I had, I probably will have to refrain from doing <laughs> yeah. the interview judo yeah. on you. And Do you go real deep, and, deep into my psyche? You're like, so what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, it is, it is a lot about that kind of like, okay, well, you, you kind of had an answer to question and you kind of pick up on people's words and you go, okay, well, okay, something makes you feel crazy. What do you yeah. mean by crazy? And try yeah, to yeah. delve into like their mental models of certain words yeah. and stuff like that. And then breaking them down systematically and yeah, then enslaving them and then <laughs> stealing their money, which is what it's all about. Um, 
yeah there's a there's a tension in that which is <laughs> um no that, that, it's a it's a it's a real concern among all of my colleagues you know i'm yeah really uh lucky to work with amazing people which is yeah oh, it's such, <laughs> it makes such a difference in your life if you can get a job with people that you like just take it <laughs> forward this forward this whole thing to them and they'll be like exactly. yeah <laughs> exactly what what kind of people do you work with is it people kind of like yourself or is it yeah kind of so, like the full range of um i've had life yeah i've had two jobs in this kind of area and from both of those teams there's been psychologists um yeah there's a lot of kind of people that come from a design background often product right. design because product design is really close to that kind of human-centered yeah um, yeah yeah service design that we do there's a lot of um you know my boss was a mathematician and he has an mba you know there's a woman that i used to work with in wellington who used to make maps i can't oh, remember right. the, the name of people that make the maps uh google google maps <laughs> mapologist mapologist <laughs> mapinskis yeah so it's, it's cool and like from all ages you know i'm the youngest in my company by about two or three skucks, years what a skucks baby boy of the company yeah exactly <laughs> the same. poster child exactly same as the last one but, so it's, um, it's kind of like so it's like you're saying it's kind of like um wanting to help and fill a niche you know as much as it is anything else you know like you're providing for something you know it's like it's like helping them to to achieve something which you know goes on to kind of knock on effect whatever to a greater good kind of absolutely. thing absolutely and if that if that thing you want if that thing the company wants to achieve is a profit yeah that's when a lot of the people that i work with kind of get called into this kind of, or pulled into this kind of tension between right, okay, moral. I, I'm in this job because I want to make a difference in the world but actually some of the work that I'm doing is just helping banks make profit and so yeah I've been super lucky to work a lot in government recently which I quite like yeah yeah totally yeah, yeah I mean like there's that point in any industry I think where you go far enough and you realize that it's all just kind of for the doors like at the end of the day yeah <laughs> I was talking to uh, my workmate the other day about, uh, she was talking about some uh, person who got done for fraud and they were like a really high level banker or something and they'd, you know, wasted, you know, they'd done millions of dollars, had moved somewhere from somewhere. And she's like, they should just have a test that, I hope she's not listening. I hope she's not, <laughs> if you're listening, you know who you are, sorry. <laughs> she said like, yeah, they should just do a test that people who work in that industry to see if they're good people. And I'm like, oh man, like that that's is a, so, that's a big problem. <laughs> that's so cute. I'm like, that's so far removed from what anyone wants at that level. It's like be good people. We should do that test at every school before people leave school. And yeah. If they, if they don't need it, they go into another school, which is a school for being a good person. <laughs> school, for, school for bad people. Can you imagine that though? Just like, are you a good person or are you a bad person? Is that a test? <laughs> One question. Yeah, you're a good that's person. the only question. It's kind of like when you enter a country and you're like, are you carrying bad stuff yeah, with you? Yeah, exactly. Uh, no. Yeah, exactly. Are you smuggling like 10 kgs of heroin? Like, oh, actually I am. Oh, I forgot. shit. I just, yeah, I should really write that down. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Is that okay? No, that's not okay. Like, that's oh, not okay. Damn it. I wonder, I've never pressed the red button. You know, like when you yeah, sign you're doing thing, I always press the green button. But well, I don't of course. know what happens when you press the red button. I, I, always, I always worry when I'm filling in stuff that I'm going to accidentally stray over. But I, like, <laughs> ooh, here we go. <laughs> accidentally bought heroin with yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. But I, I wonder what would happen. They'd probably just arrest you, I suppose. Like on the spot when you're checking in on your app? Or? Yeah, I guess so. Probably just, <laughs> they show up in your bedroom. Helicopters. <laughs> like Coming down from strength. Level shit. 5 um, wanted level on GTA. <laughs> Tank shows up and starts blowing up your front door. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's so don't press the red button, guys. Don't Actually, do. Button. Send send in me a, send me a message and see what happens if you do. Yeah, uh, live stream it. So live 
live stream. See the cops come. Always live stream. Um, <laughs> live stream. Anyway, getting 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 back to business. Um, so you you study for this, yeah? You did it. Did it Not exactly for this. So I studied industrial design, and I thought I wanted to make you know fancy furniture for rich people and right. i did a lot of it i made, <laughs> I made a, a fair good amount of furniture and i still draw furniture i don't have access to a workshop these days which yeah. sucks but um you know i made a few stools i made a few kind of uh i made a chandelier in my final year of university um and then yeah it was a lot of it was to do with kind of hopping on a computer and 3d modeling something yeah and, and i didn't really enjoy that and so no, i you... had a, i had a job doing that the first job out of uni was that just that? like it was too much just like making like here's the thing to make to make the thing and now the thing's made that well I, I so i i know many people that are in that role like yeah someone else comes up with the specifications usually yeah. an engineer or, or, or a business person like a real rigid brief and you're like okay exactly and you're like oh okay well, i've got these millimeters to stick to and this budget to stick to and that kind yeah of stuff. I, I was lucky that the first job that i had was working with a scientist who um worked in a medical devices kind of team within a government agency and so him and I worked on 3D printing so 3D printing is like my big focus uh, at the end of university and then I figured out I hated sitting at a computer (laughs) for 10 hours a day and actually really enjoyed the aspect it'd probably be more than that wouldn't it like like you do your day and then you go home and then you do it more and then you like have something to catch up when you wake up (laughs) yeah I spent a lot of time on the computer (laughs) (laughs) yeah often um all the way up until I fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, and then you wake up and right back to it. And exactly. then you go to work and then more computer. Yeah, but you've got to check your emails before you get out of bed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Of course. So, you can't waste time, man. Um, 3D printing, are you still interested in that? I remember you talking about that a little while recently ago. Yeah. Um, I just a sentence. <laughs> 3D printing's interesting. There was a, there's a big, there's a lot of hype around it and I think there was a lot of hype around it when I was back in university. Yeah, I don't, like, what we're talking like, like Four years ago or something, or if, like... Oh, jeez. <laughs> 1982! What's the year now? <laughs> I don't know. I'm 17, lost. 2017. I left university in 2013. So, so four, four years. Four years, yeah. Four years ago. Spot on. Damn, I'm good. You're so good. Um, and I think it's entered a little bit more of the, the mainstream um, and kind of fallen below the fold of, like, fantastical things It's not about. like pop science anymore. It exactly. Used, it's it used it's to a be. legitimate way of manufacturing things. Yeah. I, I got quite excited at you know, as a very fringe uh, person who pretends to know what's going on on the internet, like uh, seeing a lot of stuff about it, and it was quite exciting back then. And there was there was like um, do you remember there's someone who th- who had a model for a working gun, and That's then they right. made like a, a CAD file or whatever or whatever they use in three D prints, and then yeah. like and like it was like this whole legality thing of like what happens now? Now anyone exactly. can print a gun. Exactly. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, that's te- pretty cool. Huh? Technology is going to keep doing that to us, like creating these weird gray areas of the law where yeah. like, there is actually no law for whether or not you can sell someone a plan for a gun. Yeah, to totally. Sit in their kitchen, you know. Yeah. I mean? the, um, technology is moving way faster than the laws could. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a that's a symptom of how government works. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Bureaucracy, huh? Good Absolutely, fun. there's a lot of it. Yeah, um, but but three D printing as a as a whole thing. I remember it was funny because the general the general vibe was like, okay, this is they're doing that, so give it like plus five years, and we can three D print everything in our house. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, I, that hasn't come to fruition yet. No, I've got no, one no, more yeah. year from when I left university, and that was kind of around the time when everyone was like, you're gonna be able to three D print. You know, there's the whole yeah. like, you wouldn't download a car. <laughs> <But> actually, <laughs> you fucking can now. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Um, print, that, print that car out 
put that car out exactly no it, it hasn't quite got there you know some of the machines that we were using when we were at university were pretty pretty fantastical you know yeah, I, yeah. I, I worked with a guy well didn't work with a guy I had a guy that was a tutor of mine and a, and a mentor of mine and he um you know 3d scanned his foot and yeah. then designed a shoe for his foot oh, that was crazy entirely 3d printed as one piece yeah and um you know you kind of think about oh that's kind of interesting and silly and it's an interesting yeah. concept but like what's the use in it yeah but he got a job at nike so oh really he's wow. pretty stoked. <laughs> so there you go shout outs to earl earl shout out to earl with earl sweatshirt <laughs> i hope the raptor is going well <laughs> Oh, sweatshirt, 3D print, <laughs> printing mastermind. Earl shoe shirt. <laughs> Earl sweat shoes. Earl sweat shoes. shoes. Earl sweaty shoes. <laughs> Shout out to Earl sweaty shoes. I know you're listening. I know, you, I know you're a big fan of the show. On Future is a big fan of the show. Yeah, they're, they're, they're going to come through. They're going to be the next guest, actually. That's so good. I've I'm got excited to listen. Yeah, it's going to be good. We're going to get them in here. We're going to give them some good juices and see what magic happens. Tyler's... A pretty badass dude, eh? Yeah, He's Tyler's Tyler's awesome. Real man. I love that dude. I've I've been a big fan of him for a long time. Yeah. And um, to anyone who's not in the know, probably nice <laughs> under the table to mask it. I'm trying my <laughs> We'll see if that comes out. In the, no, no, the we're happy to have uh, but can opening noises. Yep. But um, Odd Future were really cool, and they were like, I remember when they came out, and it was this massive like this is the new wave of music, and they were like everywhere for like three years, and then they kind of all like went their separate ways Odd Future Wolfgang Kill Them All as they're officially known yeah 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 and um, Tyler the Creator was like you know he was like the future and like he made like all these albums and now he's just kind of like making weird videos and stuff which I yeah. really like well they they yeah. even they made videos back in the day they had yeah, that, yeah, what was they, that television show that they had oh yeah uh, Loiter Squad yeah. that was so good I haven't even watched it to be honest you haven't watched that no I would recommend everybody listen to <laughs> Loiter Squad Loiter Squad that's a that's a an amazing piece of timeless show um, timeless classic yeah exactly it's like it's just like a sketch show right i think so. yeah it's a sketch show it's yeah. a sketch show and you know you can tell that they're just a group of mates yeah just it's, hanging out it's a pretty like that you can do that 10 years ago or yeah, like yeah 20 maybe 20 years ago because it was yeah. 10 years ago 10 years ago but like years. you know similar to what you're doing now you're doing yeah. this podcast with with your mates and other people and exactly you know, you, you're on the internet and I think so I think I'm on the internet <laughs> hello can you guys hear me hello internet these are just going into a file <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm releasing these I'm just putting them on my desktop <laughs> the, the folder's called the internet <laughs> the internet yeah put these on the internet I like I emerge from my room every week and I'm like you guys listen like Harrison where have you been I'm like been on the internet man <laughs> been putting out the podcast you just got a box in your room yeah. with the internet written on it and yeah. you just stand on it yeah exactly I've been on the internet I'm on the internet man <laughs> found all these crazy cat videos and VCRs with like cats on it <laughs> <laughs> you Entire walls covered yeah. with these. Harrison, I'm worried about you. We're all worried. About You're you. losing grip on reality. I'm like the internet, man. It's the future. You can 3D print a shoe. Reality's overrated, man. Keep yeah, going. make your own reality, man. Reality's what you make of it, and I make mine silly and fun. So That's welcome right. to the stream of nonsense. <laughs> and then the intro plays again. That's exactly why this show is called this. Yeah, this is actually um, the Glee Club edition. <laughs> Harrison and I do have a Glee Club going. Though. Do you know the Glee Club is like one of the best selling, like like the Glee Club is like an artist because like the, all the people from the show they release under the same umbrella and they're like yeah. they hold records for like the most like 
hot records on the on the you know hot 100 what they call it are like, you serious yeah on like the that's so sad let's call it the leaderboards it's not called the leaderboards the leaderboards <laughs> billboard yeah that's the one top got, 20 they got the high score they got the most points they, the most, they clocked the billboards <laughs> they, they clocked it yeah they clocked it and then All lose the a single life <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking depressing dude I know people just want to hear songs that already exist but sung and they're like worse, worse some yeah. worse than they were before much yeah. much worse it's a like sterilization of classic I know it's awesome. and they do like rap stuff like yo listen up oh, boys no. <laughs> have you seen Maddie B raps before no oh no wait, <laughs> is that a young kid he's like real 13. young kid yeah and he, he does like a version of like Juicy by Biggie and he's like oh my goodness well, I didn't even know like it was all a dream I used to read kids magazines <laughs> <laughs> something terrible like when that when did this guy hit I obviously he heard it on the internet yeah mm, the internet but, <laughs> yeah I'll I'll Everyone who's listening, look up Maddie B raps and prepare to just like just feel really sad about. Does he wear a flat content. cap? Uh, he's, I don't know, probably. I think so. Yeah, and he's like he's he's done it from the age of like being about seven to like, and that was, I think he's like thirteen now. So he's been doing it solidly for like, I mean like six. He's been years. doing one thing longer than I've ever done one thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, it's like you know the as we said this before but you know a success is one percent an idea 99 percent like the execution and perspiration yeah, this is me Harris, giving harrison like yeah <laughs> inspirational quote i'm giving it back to him <laughs> <laughs> feed it in i'll fire it back at you but i mean like this guy's had one percent this terrible idea to make awful like oh. shitty rap songs as like a white american teenager that's just doing because his parents have money probably and like now he's mildly successful well there's there's a bit of a trend with, I mean, there's a whole television show about it, like, which is like the dance mumps thing. The dance mumps? Dance mumps? Oh, oh right. I mumps, like the old disease. <laughs> dance mumps. Is that like a, I've got the dance mumps. <laughs> get people with mumps on TV <laughs> dancing. You can't see it right now, but I'm dancing. <laughs> dance mumps. And next we've got singing polio. <laughs> oh my goodness. Crafts with people with cancer. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh. oh. Apologies. Oh, apologies everyone for everything ever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Should God. Be that way. Um, no, but uh, that Honey Boo Boo child yeah. thing came out of the dance bumps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, now. yeah. I thought it was like, um, the Honey Boo Boo was a child beauty pageant and then... So you know the shit way more than I do. Again, yeah, no. talking about things I don't know about. <laughs> don't come into my territory thinking you know what's going on on the internet. I apologize. <laughs> but you could you could like imagine everyone listening to us going, No! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's no. beauty pageant moms! Yes. Um, actually, in season one, episode four of beauty pageant kids, um, Honey Boo Boo made her first appearance saying, I like chicken nuggets. And ever since then, she's been a national treasure. Yeah, I didn't see this going down the reality TV route. Yeah, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of holes we can go down, mate. We'll see how many more we can. There's an entire TV channel or like streaming service dedicated uh, to reality TV shows. Really? Oh, I hate reality TV so Do you reckon much. it's the future of streaming? Like these increasingly niche... Specific ones. Yeah, like there's only a TV... Like only a streaming service. So I don't know. So there's, like, like, there's, there's a whole service just for reality TV. And yeah. there's like... Oh, that's just stupid. Again, I can't remember the name. I apologize. Can we? We should find everyone who subscribed to that and just, just, euthanize them. <laughs> no, I kid, I kid. But I just, I find people. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I apologize for what I said. I don't mean it. He means it. I just, I just Absolutely. don't think. I think reality TV is just like so bad. And I also think a lot of people justify they like reality TV. They're like, they're like, oh, I know it's dumb, but like 
you know, I just, I don't really like it. I just watch it. I'm like, no, that's everyone. Yeah, everyone, everyone says that. They all say, it's just, I know it's not good. I like, I don't really like it. I just think it's funny. It's like, exactly. That's the entire audience. You realise that there's no real <laughs> diehard fans. Well, I mean, there is probably. But well, the, yeah, the Kardashians have some diehard fans. Yeah, for sure. I know. I don't. I don't. I don't really have a problem with the Kardashians. I think, like, I think a lot of people get unnecessarily angry at the kind of like the the people spearheading each of these things. You know, they get angry at Kardashians or angry at like Jersey Shore or something. But I don't think you should get angry at symptoms. You should, you should like, you should be annoyed at what caused this to be a thing. Exactly. You know? Exactly. There's, a, there's, there's a real kind of simple rationale behind uh, why reality TV is so totally. Popular. It's because people keep brainlessly watching them and well, like. There's that. There's that element, and that's real. And I've fallen into that trap. Jordy Shaw is pretty fucking. Mean. Yeah, I know. But there's the other element, which is they don't actually have to pay a lot of these people a lot of money. Yeah. You know, yeah. Kardashians have figured out the business model behind it, but you know, dance moms and all these other things. You know, yeah, they're not paying. <laughs> <laughs> they're not paying them the kinds of salaries that you pay to actors every episode. <laughs> they're paying them low rates and. The profit off that stuff yeah, is incredibly yeah. huge. Yeah, it's just it's just exposure and being famous. Yeah, it's I don't know. I, I've I've got a lot of topics in which I'm a really angry old like get off my lawn kind of figure about. And reality TV is one. Reality TV is one. And yeah, horoscopes. Two. And all horoscopes. Horoscopes. No, I'm not talking about horoscopes. I'm gonna <laughs> kill myself. Sorry, folks. All of you that love horoscopes. Sorry, folks. We're not going to talk about that. No horoscopes. I've already had a go at them on an earlier show. Uh, I'm going to take this opportunity. We're going to do our, our item on the show, which uh, we've... I've been looking forward to this. Apparently, we've named it See These Ds. That's what, <laughs> I, D's. That's what I named it when Brooke was on the show. <laughs> what does that mean? It means just have a look at my CDs. Shouldn't it be CDs, CDs? CDs, CDs, CDs. What about See These, CDs, CDs? going too deep for me okay sorry right. anyway the item is you go and have a look at the CDs that I have over there in the corner I don't feel like saying CDs anymore it doesn't sound like a real <laughs> word and compact I want, discs I want the compact discs and I want you to choose one that is, is something interesting to you something that means a lot to you just just a CD that stands out to you and then we'll discuss it on the show Sick. BRB alright we're back and uh, what have you chosen Jack I've picked the very um, the very good Graduation by Kanye West. It is a very, very good album. I remember listening to this for the first time. I just, <clears throat> I think I was just about to move out of home and I was going to go live with my cousins and they were big fans of Kanye West. Even though these dudes are like rock guys, you know? Oh, yeah, they, yeah. They're all like, all of my cousins are musicians. It's just right, pretty yeah. intimidating when it comes to like showing them music and all that kind of stuff. Because they feel like they might be like, oh, this shit. Exactly. And like when I was that age, I was super into rap music and they uh-huh. weren't at all. But the thing that we did have in common was Kanye West, and this album is just such good times. I yeah. mean, like, uh, in terms of lyricism and, and kind of music, probably the first two albums I'd go uh, lean a bit harder to. Yeah, if you had to pick, like, the, the, the iconic Favourite song would yeah, be Jesus right. Walks. But, but if you just got to pick, like, an album that is the, that album to yeah. you, you'd pick that one. That makes sense. Graduation's Kanye West's third album, I believe. It is, it is. It how, is. how many now? Um, I think he's on an eight. I think it goes. Uh, let's see. Let's see if I can do this. We go. Um, college dropout, late registration, uh, graduation. Graduation. Um, fuck. I'm really finding this difficult. Eight oh, and hard breaks. Yeah. Uh, My beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Yeah. Jesus. Jesus. 
and then the latest. And then Life of Pablo. I guess that's seven. Maybe unless I'm missing one. I don't think I'm missing oh, one. Though. Sorry, Kanye. Sorry, Kanye. You're not good enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, I, I've termed you the the encyclopedia of hip hop. I like to think uh, I can be. I've spent a lot of time doing it. So you're certainly better than most of the people that I know. But, yes, um, Harrison wins. You did a good job. You did Thank a good you. Job. Um, that's a really good album. It's got it's got a. I think it starts with Good Morning. Listen to that crispy goon pour. I hope that's doing that doing it for you at home. You're doing so close to the microphone. It's going to be deafening. <laughs> for Turn um, it up. Hear the goon. Yeah. No. So it starts with Good Morning. Yeah. Leads into Champion. Yeah. Such a, such a good such a good three song streak already. It is stronger. I think that was one of Kanye West's probably like biggest songs. Oh, absolutely. I remember that was reading massive. I remember reading that he did sort of like. Uh, in the in the dozens and dozens of iterations on that song, just like yeah, he mixed the drum, he mixed the drums eighty six times. Oh my goodness, that's ridiculous. That's more huh? than he sat around and just and just did it. He said multiple dozens. Look, you're you're doing great. Don't ever get down on your own work. <laughs> Thank you. You no. can't compete with the king. Though. Never been good with the numbers. That's why I'm a designer. That's exactly right. Usually numbers, you got shapes and colors. No, exactly. But, I mean, just down to the freaking artwork on this thing. This is blank. yeah. It's got the dropout gorgeous. Bear, dropout bear, but he's kind of like put a Japanese anime spin on it, and it's getting shot out of God. Yeah, knows I, what, think a, I think there was. I think it was a famous kind of designer that he worked with on that one as well. I read a. I read a Kanye West. This is shout out to my little sister Victoria. She got me a Kanye West book for. I think oh, it was Christmas. Kanye West books. Well, it's like a. It's a biography, but it's an unofficial biography, so it's not written by him or any of his any his homies. Yeah. But they talk about um that album and the kind of processes he had going through it and like uh what he did was was touring a lot in the for those two first two albums obviously because they're massive but when he was when it was time to record that album he wanted more kind of like anthemic like you know just big like sing-along kind of booming tracks and i think it really shows on it as well there's a lot of the kind of just classic songs you can just put on you know at a party and everyone's like yeah i mean stronger that's the one stronger daft Daft punk yeah 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 Um, it's actually it's it's sampling harder faster better stronger but it's also featuring them as well oh that's good because a lot of people a lot of people actually this goes back to you're saying you you, um you know people who are rock musicians don't like kanye west Uh and they're always like they're most or mostly they're just kind of like oh yeah uh kanye no talented people like egotistical yeah yeah totally attention and um and and people like that will pick on the fact that he sampled harder father it's just like the same song but it's like Daft Punk, you know, heard what he was doing and they liked it so much that they were like, we have to get on oh, the song. So, 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 you know, like it's like it has merit. It has, it's valid that what he's doing, which is so true because it was a massive smash hit. Absolutely. How many school dances I was at. <laughs> <laughs> Shit was banging. I was whipping and nang nang dabbing. <laughs> you knew dabs in high school? Or yeah, I was I primary invent- school. I invented the dab. Oh, shit. That's yeah. a line from another song. No. <laughs> Actually, no. What I mean by that is that recently I've gone back to school dances <laughs> <laughs> as a 23-year-old man. Oh, God. <laughs> you call yourself a man? Uh, <laughs> deep. Christian. Uh, yeah. I'll call myself a man. I, th- I think um, I think there's a lot of kind of people who, who get caught up and they're like, oh man, I'm just a teenager. I'm, I don't have grown up yet. Yeah. But then I think there's like the there's the people who kind of like accept that it's like you know you are actually what you make of yourself. Like yeah, there's not there's not a person who shows up when you've done enough taxes at 24 <laughs> and goes, you are now a man. Now a man. No, I've um, when I left my previous job, I, I 
they made me do like a little talk to all the people in the kitchen that were there. Yeah. You know, I worked at a big company. Work faster! So there, there was like 60 people and I was like, you know, I'm going to, because this is a large company and I didn't, yeah. I, I enjoyed working there. I learned a lot, but I didn't um, enjoy some of the time towards the end. Right. And, um, Sounds like any job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I kind of said, you know, I'm, I'm a bit torn between wanting to behave like a 16 year old and also like be a successful kind of business consultant person. And yeah. I still am. So I'm, I feel like yeah. I'm half man, half beast. <laughs> <laughs> Set you up for that one. <laughs> yeah absolutely i think i think that, that yeah that's it's so it's such a genuine experience to be feeling that i think everyone feels that i think even even my dad you know i think of this i think you know a lot of people will consider their dad like you know that's the man in their life and then like you'll think that guy probably never experienced that but i'm sure my dad has feelings like that and yeah. like you know you, you kind of realize that at an age you're like oh everyone has points in which they they want to go off the deep end and yeah. just do nothing or they yeah. want to, you know, never fucking mess around ever again. So, well, well you've met my father. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> he's not torn. He's chosen to be a teenager, <laughs> but he's made his decision with conviction and he, and absolutely. He, yeah. <laughs> much to my, um, Chagrin. much to fucking up my entire being. No, shout out to no, Shout out, shout out. You're the man made me who I was. Yeah. He's, he's a, he's a okay. lovely young, young man. That <laughs> he's getting it done. I hope, yes, does yes. he listen to would he listen to this if you let him know about it absolutely yeah, yeah. he'd be so keen he um but we're not gonna tell him <laughs> <laughs> yeah after saying that i don't know yeah um, no no he's he's a dear man no he he's super into that kind of he's like low-key kind of when i got this job over in melbourne yeah he started researching them and like looking at their like because we write a blog for our company mm -hmm. and I write a few blogs on there and there's a bunch of pictures of me on there as well and he's like oh I saw a new picture of you I was like I didn't even know there was a fucking picture of me on there like what are you talking about <laughs> he's, like, he's like yeah 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 well, you're with this girl and like by a whiteboard and there's post-it notes everywhere I was like yeah that sounds like me <laughs> <laughs> that's ticking all the boxes yeah post-it notes whiteboard me yep, that's working basically every day <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to work on those but not on a computer that, yeah that's um i still don't know how to use a computer i'm still i'm still recording these to vhs and putting them in a bin called internet in <laughs> computers aren't as good as they could be though yeah that's well, for sure that's a life mission of mine make computers better do you think steve jobs was detrimental to computers or? oh god no he made them he made yeah. the computer personal computer um you know, he termed it as the bicycle for the mind. Yeah, totally. They're way better than bicycles. Are you yeah. kidding me? They they're rollerblades. They're heelys. <laughs> they're fidget spinners. I was thinking rocker ships for the mind. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You know, you, you, you jump on a computer and, and what's the first thing you see? You see a desktop. Porn. No. <laughs> that's the first thing we see. But most other people see... <laughs> most other people see a desktop. And what is yeah. a desktop? It's it's literally a metaphor for sitting in an office at a desk. Yeah, yeah. And you have folders where there's... You know, it's a, it's a filing cabinet. Yeah. And, you know, you could do so much better. Like, there's... VR is doing good shit now mm -hmm. and like that's actually branching into the true power of like computers but yeah. we've been stuck in like recreating the working environment of the 60s on yeah. the computer like, yeah that's so true 
even up to the the kind of idea of like it's almost like you're sitting in a cubicle like if you've yeah. got five people working on a project trying yeah. to work on it only on computers it yeah. feels like you guys are sitting in separate kind of yeah, yeah, cubicles totally. and that's yeah. fucked like yeah. that's why we had computers yeah yeah totally you know Google Docs is one of the most amazing things and I know people are going to be like what are you talking about that's <laughs> the silliest thing I've ever heard you say and I say a lot of silly things but yeah I'm it. I'm the ability to like write a document and have my boss like highlight a piece of text like click a button that says comment and then say Jack this isn't good enough yeah that's amazing <laughs> I like how you chose that as an example you didn't choose him giving you a compliment you chose him saying this isn't good enough shows you how, how I view myself <laughs> yeah exactly now I'm going to ask the questions do you think you a man <laughs> I've had that <laughs> whether or not I'm good enough I'm not sure yeah no 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 but yeah I know I know what you're saying it's um it's uh interesting like so because you know when you think about a, work, a workflow you think about a desktop so what about a computer desktop you see a computer desktop and then you see a computer well, desktop well it's this fucking inception thing, right? <laughs> exactly. you've got like a simulator of a work desk and yeah. then what's the next thing you put a simulator of a computer inside the yeah, simulator of a work desk so you lift your laptop up and then like a laptop lifts up and it just goes on forever and you sit there for eight hours just watching yeah. infinitely small graphics of laptops <laughs> opening and closing it's like that old uh, screen save you know like the pipes and then go like oh, brruh, brruh, brruh. gorgeous one of the best pieces of art of our time <laughs> the look of done. sheer pleasure on your face when I brought that up it's born just it on obscene everything eased yeah, away you're like ah the pipes, the pipes. <laughs> it's a meditative experience that was uh, who can forget those classic screensavers well what about the rolling hills microsoft oh uh, yeah i saw i saw a um, thing on instagram where all the knowledge of humanity is now kept um of like the guy who he took that photo and it's like a really kind of old dude it's like 60 70 or something and he has it like framed in his oh, in his lounge because he took that photo and he's just yeah. like so proud but i'm just like <laughs> get a photo of the fucking desktop <laughs> on your wall you idiot <laughs> Oh shit, I've just had a weird flashback to a family, like, um, take us there, <laughs> take a, us there. That's a good noise. <laughs> um, family holiday in the South Island, and like, this is such a millennial thing to say, but we like, uh-huh. turn you're eating it. avocado. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> not buying homes. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not buying a home. Um, turn the corner, and this kind of amazing vista comes up, who knows what it was. Uh-huh. And I'm like, that's like a desktop picture. That's <laughs> yeah. like the Microsoft desktop picture. Like, it's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like the pinnacle of beauty. And a every... desktop on my on my <laughs> Windows XP work computer. IRL. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> every adult in the car side, every child in the car was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, we're with you, man. Oh, we're in a generation of divide, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll die off and then we'll ruin the world. <laughs> I love that that's your solution. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we just gonna... gotta wait. We just gotta wait. It's a waiting game at this point. But there's those kids with fidget spinners and iPads coming up behind it's us, me. dude. It's they me. Like, uh, I did this amazing project uh, back at Wellington for... Fidget spinners for iPads? <laughs> <laughs> Ministry of Education. Like, how much should we invest in fidget spinners? No. <laughs> um, and, I, and I actually got to, I got to travel the country and talk to 50 teachers... Uh-huh. from all deciles and all um, kind of age groups and there was this one interview that stuck with me where um, they had kids coming into the classroom yeah, and they had computers in the classroom and a lot of education is done through computers these days 
and um, the kids that would show up, they didn't know how to use a mouse and keyboard. They didn't what? understand. It's like a foreign language to me. Exactly. Like hearing that, I'm like, what? They exactly. Do, what? They, they don't understand the desktop metaphor that we were talking about Right, before. right. Because that's so ingrained in us. Exactly. People, people our age just literally do. Like, I don't remember a time... Like, my earliest memories are on a computer. My dad's a huge techie. But yeah, she yeah, said... Same here. Shout out to Mike. She said... Um, the kids would instinctively put their hands up to the screen and like right. touch the buttons uh-huh. and they would have to actually teach them to use older technology because yeah. they weren't getting the funding that they needed to get the technology that the kids actually understood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how crazy is that? Like we've, yeah. they've, the kids that are in school now are beyond the desktop metaphor. They're beyond computers as we know. They don't yeah. understand that a mouse moves around and a pointer follows it on the screen. Yeah, they just, they, you touch it. And then yeah, you, you touch it. Do, but that, that makes so much sense. And I was yeah. on the, I, like I fly a lot for work. We were talking about that earlier. It's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a bit of a hassle these days, but uh, yeah, um, I was sitting next to a woman with a child and the child was just touching the screen and like trying to press on buttons. And I was yeah. like, okay, the flight the week before, there was an old man sitting in the front the seat in front of me and he couldn't figure out how to use the screen yeah it's just like there's this one two year old child that knows how to use technology better than this <laughs> 90 year old man and I guess that kind of indicates that your strategy might be right just yeah, wait yeah. for them to go totally <laughs> <laughs> no you're bringing it all back to wait for them all to die oh, I, I think that's a very sad way to think about it there's going to be a lot of old people for us to take care of I think. yeah we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it and we'll yeah. change those diapers when we come to it <laughs> but I mean it says a lot for, for intuitive design that, that it just works like that and Obviously, they know what they're freaking doing. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. I um, that well, I guess that I think that was one of last like Steve Jobs' last kind of legacies because he he left somewhere between like iPhone like four, so that was still like smartphone infancy, so to speak. Yeah. But like all the ideas that he were implementing at like that were fresh and like at that point, you know, it was all this kind of that phone idea and the, the ideas he had with programming and cloud and all that kind of stuff like yeah, exactly. that all the tiny ideas he had then are just all we have now like yeah. so like yeah i just i just yeah i just want to bring him up because a lot of people a lot of people say like oh not a lot of people but i have heard people say stuff like yeah steve jobs i ruined everything like he's such a cunt you never paid taxes and like stuff <laughs> like that and i'm like man he's pretty much formed the world as we knew it. i think he's one of the most forward-thinking people that's existed in a long time uh, i think it's like that? tesla levels or like i don't, I don't uh. know tesla's that great but like edison kind of levels of just oh, like absolutely. forward forward thinking in that kind absolutely. of regard like um it's not a coincidence that he you know first of all started apple and then when he left Apple, he invested like a good portion of the money that he had from Apple in Pixar. On oh, Pixar, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he he saw promise in a group of talented people, and I think that's what we need to understand about Steve Jobs. It's like he wasn't a he wasn't a tech nerd. He wasn't a, he wasn't an incredible designer. Like he wasn't yeah, any yeah. of these things that people laud him for. Yeah, he was really good at bringing together groups of talented people and driving them towards yeah. a, a previously thought un, like previously unachievable goal yeah totally and like just just pushing just pushing ideas forward in general just yeah, like just exactly. like taking the concept of what it what it is to achieve anything and like like how can we make that a bajillion times better exactly exactly which, which I, is which is which is so much more impressive than being a good a good drawer or a good um yeah good programmer or whatever like that well, yeah, you get things done when you bring people together. Like, yeah, if you totally. can bring people together to get things done, you're going to get a lot more done than if you're trying to do it on your own. And like, and I don't think he's a great person. I think it sounds like he was a, 
awful person. It sounds like yeah, he's done some, early on it did sound like, like he's awful like like person. he he's uh, with his with his daughter and it denied her that yep. he ever related to her and yep. yada yada and it's probably worked people to breaking points and he's probably like been absolute cunts to other people and yep. lived uh, in a very crazy bubble. But yeah. Just, just yeah. my two cents on that. I it's, think it's, it's an almost like self-sacrificing thing, right? Yeah, like yeah. He's going in there, going, "Look, I don't care what people think of me. Yeah, I, I, I have a vision of the future." Because self-sacrificing was so big that he sacrificed everyone else around him as yeah, well. well <laughs> yeah, black yeah. hole of. I read his um, I read well. his biography. Yeah, me too. It's really book. great, but one of the things that stuck with me was this idea that he could like distort reality the to re- encourage yeah. people further than they could have ever gone. Yeah, yeah. God, that's a that's a skill to have. That's an admirable school a skill. And you mentioned Tesla earlier yeah. on. And Elon Musk doesn't sound exactly like that. Like no. he is a very brilliant person. Like he spends, uh, you know, like somewhere near to eighty percent of his time as a CEO of these multiple companies that he works for. There's a reason he's a name in so many mouths right now. Like exactly. He's, he's he's just a he's just a presence in general. You know, like he's doing things, things very interesting things. And, uh, yeah, his boring company is fascinating. I mean, it makes so much sense. Like why build more roads on top of the earth instead of building them underneath the earth. And it's like, duh, <laughs> but he's the only one that has the mind that can envision how to do it properly. Yeah. But also like, I don't want to say, but like he's the one that has the kind of the drive to be able to do that as well. That's, yeah. That's a, rare combination yeah um, he, he, he can he can potentially do it and he's got a whole lot of stuff that's disposable it's disposal right now exactly i just i just saw that this apple and black currant juice that i'm drinking with my goon has got a five health star rating oh gosh and if this goon had a health star rating it'd be negative five but, <laughs> but if you put those together i'm sitting at zero so yeah, as far as i'm concerned why you look so good that's why i look so uh swollen and sunken eyed <laughs> um <laughs> I was. Uh, what was I going to bring up before? I had a. I had a point about about something, but it is totally gone into the ether now. So let's not worry about that point. What, what did it have to do with? Uh, it was to do with. Oh yeah, <laughs> I remember now. It was um, a complete side note, but it was funny okay. when you said when you said like what I took away or uh, a, a valuable point I took away from Steve Jobs' book is his his reality distortion kind of uh, abilities, and then I was like, what did I remember from that book? Like, oh yeah. There was a story about how he used to sit in his attic blindfolded in a rainstorm playing chess on acid. (laughs) (laughs) He was like a full-on tripper. Like, you know, you see all like the photos of um, early Apple stuff and they're just like, like a folk band. (laughs) They're like, like straight up just, I don't know if hippie's the word to use, but... um, they were. Yeah, I mean, they were just long-haired, kind of like free thinkers, basically. Yeah. But like hippies, hippies, you know, like put labels. But then you hear stories like, oh, they kind of were hippies. <laughs> yeah, <absolutely. laughs> you take loads of effort just be like, well, how can we think about this differently? Absolutely. I think, um, yeah, yeah, there's something to be said for, you know, if you, if you, if you spend your entire life kind of outputting, mm. doing things and, and creating, yeah. and not enough time having inputs, yeah. you know, like, like taking acid is it as <laughs> could be considered an input i'd, I'd say it could um, be. you know it's it, it, whether the, the like if the balance is off then the whole thing falls down yeah like, he seems like one of those people that had balance like he could walk into a room with business people and sit down and speak their language and and, and nail stuff and, and get things done yeah but yeah he would walk around the like apple orchards and take acid and i think that's, <laughs> a, that's something to learn yeah i think it's something to learn from. it's also something um, he's saying it's self-sacrificing 
and it's like the, when I hear about great thinkers and, and people who, who push stuff forward like that it's always it's because they have this crazy single mindedness like yeah. and I think it's like it's like psychotic and it's like it's not healthy but it, that's the people that get recognized the people that have this drive that it's like I'm going to do this no matter what like <laughs> you know they're the people that go like millions into debt and they're like okay let's get five million deeper because i've got an idea and then exactly. they and then they sink even deeper and deeper exactly. and deeper and then exactly. anyone get it five years ago and then they finally get it and then they're suddenly like and they've made it and they, they were right the whole time yeah. and i'm like wow i could never do that like, <laughs> that's alien to me like, i don't think i could do that either like you know i'd love to advise those people yeah and, and work with those people i'd love to interview those people on this podcast <laughs> i apologize i wasn't that <laughs> yeah, exactly. we'll both we'll both be sitting we'll be sitting pretty we don't have to worry about shit yeah we'll i think i think elon musk when tesla wasn't doing so well he invested basically the rest of his money that he because he started paypal if anyone doesn't know that elon musk started paypal did he i didn't know that yeah wow so he, that's nice he first started an internet directory basically yellow pages for the internet mm-hmm and then he sold that to a newspaper company or whatever. I've got the internet in my room. Yeah, and we've spoken all about that tonight. Um, and then he set up PayPal, and then he sold PayPal to eBay, and eBay was like the biggest competitor of PayPal at the time, and he sold right. PayPal to eBay for like millions of dollars, hundreds yeah. of millions of dollars potentially. Yeah. And he took that money, and he started Tesla, he started SolarCity, he mm-hmm. started SpaceX, mm-hmm. and Tesla had a leadership problem, and he basically stepped into the CEO role, he invested the rest of his money that he made from PayPal, and you know, a few years later here we are looking at the most valuable one of the most valuable car companies in the world yeah doing electric vehicles which everyone was like well he's doing, doing space stuff as well I mean it's not just cars and stuff well like, exactly exactly well his vision is to to have humanity be a space faring yeah. um, a space faring civilization just a white Aryan civilization <laughs> <laughs> his final solution <laughs> Get all, the, get all the people off Earth. Oh, I don't know how I feel about that. You know, I've had conversations with my colleagues about, you know... About what? The final... Hitler's final solution? No. <laughs> no. I'm dragging this down. I'm sorry. It's going down and down I'm and sorry, down. sorry, sorry. The saying? idea of, like, colonizing space and we can see what colonization has done in the world. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. to now and how it's not... I haven't been, seen any problems. Not being the Living great. in Australia, I've seen no problems. No problems in Australia, folks. No, nothing to look at here. Shovel oh, it's harsh here, isn't it? That's so bad. It's 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 beyond, it's beyond anything. It it's, took me a while to like get over the kind of extreme casual. How, how, like it's weird because you can put those two things together, like extreme casual <laughs> racism, extreme casual racism, which yeah. just doesn't exist in New Zealand. And like a lot of people no. go, you know, how are they doing it so well in New Zealand? And the first thing I have to say is like, well, actually, you have to recognize that we, you know we're doing better than most other countries where we took over an indigenous country. I, I'd like to say we're probably doing. Some of the best, like not oh, just, absolutely, like, not just better than most. I think like we're like probably. Absolutely. I can't see a much better integration Abs- of uh, absolutely and of, um, yeah, indigenous. You know, there are countries looking to us to model that, but yeah. the first thing you have to say is like we're not done yet. Like we haven't got yeah. there. Not nothing's perfect. Like Maldives. I don't story. know if you could ever say that. Really, I, I don't. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, a it's a really treacherous landscape. Absolutely. But but there's something. There's something something happened in Australia. I don't, I don't know what is feeding it, but there's some sort of mob mentality where everyone isn't the problem, but they can somehow contribute it and not be a part of it. Yeah. There's just like, there's just this kind of nationwide feeling of like, yeah, fuck it, bro. Fucking, you know, it's like just the way it is. And like, yeah. no one's taking responsibility like yeah, at the, any level. The status quo is something I'm not too concerned about fucking up, you know? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> the status quo shouldn't be there for its own sake. You should 
uh, question the status quo. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. That's, that's like, that's what we should do to change anything. Otherwise, it's just everything just kind of slides away from you and go, eh, whatever. It should have happened. Should have been right. Yeah, she'll be right is probably my least favorite Kiwiism. <laughs> yeah. Sh- the she be right mentality leads to um, horrible things down the track, I think. Yeah, and on that note, <laughs> we've had enough lovely uplifting chat tonight. <laughs> thanks, Jack, for bringing some enlightening discussion to this podcast. Oh, goodness. You've been a lovely guest. Thank and you so much. Thanks for listening, everyone. Sorry for it being late once again, but also, I can do whatever I want. It's my show. Peace, See you next motherfuckers. Week. Bye!